Please let's, let's say this together. Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen. All right, good. Friendship. Let's continue our series. We started something last week and we said friendships. And we said, as believers in Christ, we have been born into a family of brothers and sisters and we've been born into a relationship. And we said, every believer ought to know how to be a friend and how to choose a friend. And we said, believers must have a relationship and when they say relationship i don't mean romantic relationship i mean you are definitely going to be in a relationship with people and we saw jesus's example i mean if you can remember we saw jesus's example and we said there is the multitude there is the what no no i wanted to confuse you there is the 70 <laughs> there is the 70 yeah there is the one 12, there is the one. Three, and there is the one. The one, good. So you must be able to identify it. And we were at the book of Proverbs, and we saw that Proverbs showed us certain example also on friendships. But let's see, let's go back to that Proverbs 27, verse 6. That's where we stopped last week. Proverbs 27, verse 6. Let's go back there. I believe you're going to learn a lot today and just open your heart to learn and I'm trust that it's going to bless you. And um, we'll pick it up from here as the days progress. Look at Proverbs 27 verse 6. It says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the cases of our enemy are deceitful. And we say that a friend can wound you when your decisions or when your decisions cause you to stray, that a true friend would not be able to make you feel good in the face of a wrong decision. We said a true friend, when you are hearing, when you are going astray, when you are making a wrong decision, a true friend would be able to tell you and correct you. So that shows if you have friends who can't correct you, who can't tell you, that you are missing it. All they are just doing is sharing you on. Everybody likes it. Everybody wants the, um, the say yes or the yes man kind of friend. You just want, oh, is it good? The friend is just telling you it's good. You are great. You look good. And you don't look good. And I was telling them in, in service yesterday, I said that you see, you see someone, a girl or a guy, dressed up, makeup on fleek, <laughs> the skin is skinning, you know. Um, <laughs> um, everything is looking popping, you know, but the friend can't pray. Your friend can't pray. Your friend and the person is telling you, do I look good? No, you don't look good. You can't pray. You can't study the word. You don't look good. You only look good on the outside. Hallelujah. So your friend must be able to tell you the truth. So let's see what the epistles, let's look at Hebrews 13 verse 1. Let's dive into what I have for you tonight and for this afternoon. And trust God for more light. Praise God. Hebrews 13 verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. 
It says, let brotherly love continue. The word brotherly is from the Greek word Philadelphia. It's simply Philadelphia that you know, like the state Philadelphia. <laughs> it's the Greek word Philadelphia. It simply means to show love and have affection for brethren. To show love and have affection for brethren. So our friendship as believers towards fellow believers is not a mere choice. It's an obligation. Every believer ought to be friendly. Every believer ought to have an hospitable spirit. You can't be a believer and you are very hostile. You're very stiff. You're, you don't know how to relate with people. You just like the me and me alone. I don't want to be friends with anybody. This is my clique. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to get on the hallway and just initiate a conversation. That's not too good. A Christian must be friendly. A Christian must know how to relate with people. A Christian must have those relationships with people. Look at it in 1 Peter, 2 verse, 1 Peter 1 verse 22. 1 Peter 1 verse 22. 1 Peter 1 verse 22. says, Seeing that we have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, into unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. It says we should love one another with a pure heart fervently. Look at it in 2 Peter 1 verse 7. 2 Peter 1 verse 7. 2 Peter 1 verse 7. So it says, And to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity so that is in the christian faith a part of our spiritual growth is to learn the act of being a good friend you know i thought you last week i said that it's not just uh, i don't want you to listen to this series and think oh your mind is scouting this is a friend this is not a friend and i'm asking you to talk to yourself are you also a good friend? Do you know how to relate with people? Do you know how to initiate conversations? Do you know how to help your friend out? And those are the things we're going to look at today. So, it entails showing love and affection. You are being sacrificial. You speak the truth in love at all times. You know how to stick, even in difficult times. Many of us don't know how to stick with people in difficult times. All we'll just be saying is, I'm praying for you, and you're not really praying. <laughs> you know, I don't like that thing. Somebody say, I'm praying for you. It's a lie. You're praying for you, and you're covering your banquet. <laughs> you're not really playing, praying, you know. So do we know how to stick in difficult times? Do we know how to be sacrificial? You know, I gave an example last week. I said, many a times, I think one of the issues that cause um, problem in friendship is when birthdays. You went all the way during birthdays. You bought cake. You planned a surprise party. You did everything. You broke. I mean, you even you even had to borrow money. In fact, it even got even became an insult on you because people were looking at you and wondering why are you taking this gently. And you're wondering, this is our friend. Then on your own day, they just wrote HBD, a queen and more. And that was it. In fact, they said they, that birthday message came in 9.45 p.m. that night. <laughs> and you, 12 a.m., 
that day for that your friend, you were like, I, want, I must be the first person to wish this person happy birthday. I must be the first. So 12 o'clock, you did not sleep. You called and the person picked. You said, I just want to be the first person to wish you happy birthday. Then on your own day, you were looking at your phone, anticipating that your friend, <laughs> that's your friend, will call you also. I feel like we don't know how to manage expectations also. And, and we want to see that today. Are you ready? I, I think we don't know, also know how to manage expectations. I think our expectations get wild. And a lot of us like, um, you like, rep like, you want the energy to be, um, to be replicated. So, but is that what friendship is all about? Let's see. Now, there are things to consider. Let's start from this angle. There are things to consider in choosing a friend. Number one thing to consider in choosing a friend, remember we're trying to see friendship, then we'll study, or we'll just, let me just, let me, let's just progress. Now, there are things to consider in choosing a friend. Number one thing is compatibility. Tell everybody say compatibility. All right, cool. So in choosing a friend, it is pertinent for us to be sure that those people we have chosen as friends or those we share our epoca moments with, or those we share, um, um, what word can I use now? Those which, bro, Matthew, you should be able to give me a word. That's your responsibility. <laughs> what word can I use? You should be thinking for me now. <laughs> I'm just checking. Is that what? Okay, you answered the next one. Good. <laughs> All right, so those we share our epoca moments with, and those we share the moments of our lives with, we should be able to know those people properly. Now, look at something. We are looking at the scriptures. Look at something that happened in Hat 1, verse 21 to 22. I want us to just pay attention to how they replaced Judas, one of the things they looked for. In Act 1, verse 21 to 22, who is there? You there? You guys are there? All right, cool. I want us to see what they look for. We said number one is compatibility, right? I want us to see what they did when they wanted to replace Judas. You know, Judas was among the 12, right? And obviously everybody knows the story. I don't have to expose him again. Now, look at in Act 1, verse 21. It says, Wherefore, of these men, which have companied with us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Look at in verse 22. Beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that it was taken off from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. So it means men who have accompanied with Jesus and his disciples doing his early work, they listed it, they said, somebody who has been there from the baptism of John. Now, don't let your mind travel far because I know that believers, as you are talking like this, their mind is doing so dear for, hold on, I'm not done with my sermon. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because I'm sure your mind will start doing, so does that mean the person has to be from a childhood? Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, let me land. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> because I know that I've, I've been preaching for a while, so I can tell you how people's mind operates when you are preaching. So that is what will cloud your judgment. You will not be able to hear everything I'm saying. You will just stick to. So does that mean I have to have a friend from childhood? Since they say, since the days of John the Baptist in scripture. <laughs> calm down. Tell your neighbor, say, calm down. Uh, we are getting there. <laughs> All right, look at it. So 
It says, men who have accompanied with Jesus and his disciples, doing his earthly work from the baptism of John till his death, till his burial, till his resurrection and ascension. So we said compatibility. So in choosing friends, it is important to be practical enough. And one of the things I'm trying to do in this series is try to be practical enough, is to be practical enough to mark out key moments of your life. You have to mark out key moments of your life. I have key moments of my life. You have key moments of your life. Everybody's moment is different. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can tell you, okay, maybe one special Saturday, is, which is not even my birthday, is a very key moment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everybody has that key moment. So you must be able to be practical enough to mark out key moments of your life. For example, Periods you took out times to pray and fast in the week. Who was with you? I'm sure you were not expecting that. Who was with you? Who was encouraging you? Who was giving you moral support? Periods you went for evangelism for weeks consistently. Who went with you? You told a friend, can we go to Bible study this afternoon? And the friend said, oh yeah, I'm ready. That's a key moment. You know how much Bible study means to you. Those are key moments. So those epochal moments are how to develop compatibility. Remember, we're not talking about natural things. We are trying to build from the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at in, before, before, we, before we continue, I want to, let's take an average. Let's look at in 2 Timothy 3. Let's look at in 2 Timothy 3. I want us to take an average on something quickly. Let's, take a, let's go to 2 Timothy 3. Who is there? Verse 16. This Bromatio can't be there. Oh, wow. 2 Timothy 3, 16. Can somebody cross-check for me for Bromatio? I need to be sure Bromatio is really there. I, I don't trust him. <laughs> Just check. All right. 2 Timothy 3, 16. It says, All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine. The word doctrine there is from the Greek word didaskalia in the Greek. And it means teaching, learning. So that is all scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, is given for our learning. It says it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. The word correction there is from the Greek word epanotosis. It means restoring things back to the original place of use. That is, if you were going astray before, the scriptures ask the guiding principles to redirect your paths. And make you stable. Does that make sense? So now, the scriptures are given for that intent. So as a believer, we must, the Bible made us to understand in 1 Peter 2 verse 2, it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. So as a believer, we can safely say we are born of the word. We are what the word says we are. We can do what the word says we can do. So that shows our life must be inch on the truth of the scriptures, the rightly dividing the truth of the scriptures. So it's the same thing in friendships. If we must study friendship, we're not going to study friendship in the aspect of motivational speaking. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or in the aspect of a TED talk on YouTube. We will study it from the scriptures. If we studied salvation from the scriptures, we studied the things of the spirit from the scriptures, we studied um, 
Um, even marriage from the scriptures, we can study friendship from the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, what are the epochal moments? So, before they were able to pick Jesus's Judas replacement, they had to ask themselves, who has been following us at our back? Who has just been there with us and we've been seeing his face around us? He was there during John the Baptist time. He was probably there in all those. So that shows if we read the major stories of Jesus and, Jesus and his disciples in the scripture, the person they chose as a replacement was there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it's like a summary. That's, they did not give us day one, day two. Are you getting what I'm saying? They only gave us the epochal moment in the scriptures. So it will mean that the person they chose in verse 23, they says they appointed two persons, Joseph called Barsabbas and Justus and Matthias. That would mean that those two people were there. They've been there from the beginning. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will mean they were there when Jesus was chasing people away from the temple. Those are epochal moments. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will mean they were there when Jesus was probably, um, probably doing something. Maybe feeding the 5,000 um, loaves of the five loaves of bread and two fishes. They were there. The epochal moments. So who, were, who, who are those people who have been there? You are going to define it. And it has to be in a spiritual sense of fine. You tell somebody, let's pray. Those are important. You say, oh, I'm going through this problem. Can we just pray? And your friend can agree with you in prayer. Those are epochal moments. How you get to want to say? Now, I'm sure many of you might not be able to relate because you probably have not grown spiritually. But I'm sure this will set a template for you growing up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Probably you've not even had a prayer life. You've not had a study life. You've not probably been a Christian all your life and you're just trying to be a Christian. This will set the template going forward. I don't know if I'm making sense. If I'm making sense, let me see your hands. All right, cool. All right, look at in Acts 11 verse 25. Let's, let's see. We are still on compatibility. Acts 11 verse 25. Acts 11, verse 25. Now, let's see. It says, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek Saul, in verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled together with the church and thought much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Now, Barnabas brought Paul. Now, let me tell you what this means to Paul's ministry. You know the story of Saul of Tarsus, Paul, who was persecuting Christians, trying to kill Christians. Now he's been born again. The Lord Jesus appeared to him. He's been born again, saved, and he has been called to the ministry. Who is going to accept him in the body of Christ? Who is going to listen to him? The Lord has sent him to preach. So he needed somebody who the disciples trust that can recommend. And Barnabas was there. Barnabas took him to the disciples. They were like, I'm sure when they got to Barnabas, hey, no, 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 not this one. This one that supervised the death. You know how Luke wrote for us? Luke was very detailed in his writing. He made us see that. That same Paul of Thassos, supervised Stephen's death in Acts 7. 
he was there. Paul was there in that circle. And that same Paul, in that 14, I started preaching. <laughs> There's nobody that can't change. <laughs> ah, are you getting what I'm saying? You know, so now, Barnabas was there. Barnabas was recommended Paul. You know, that's an epochal moment for Paul. I mean, I'm not worth it. No one was going to listen to me. But you step up and helped my ministry. And because of what Barnabas did, we have Romans. We have 1 Corinthians. We have 2 Corinthians. We have Ephesians. We have Colossians. We have 1 and 2 Thessalonians. We have Philippians. Because of what Barnabas did. Epochal moments. I'm sure your mind is spinning. That person I call my friend. Is there an epochal moment? Be calm. <laughs> Look at in Acts 13 verse 1. The same Paul, the same Barnabas was there again. Look at in Acts 13 verse 1. He says, Now they were in the church that were in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas. They mentioned the guy's name again. Barnabas and Simon that was called Nija, Lucius of Cyrene, Manin, and that was brought up to Herod and Chetrach and Saul. Look at in verse 2. As the minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work here to our corner. The friendship again. Are you seeing it? Because <laughs> it should be noted that the compatibility test is not the same as picking out persons who have the same human experiences and the same so the, the question would be, let me explain it this way. The question would be, you know your direction, right? Everybody know where you're heading to, right? I'm not talking about your career ambitions. You know your direction. You know how much you want to serve the Lord. You know how much you want to stay on fire for God, right? You know that compatibility text is important. Very, very important. Because a lot of us have experiences and we form pity parties and associations. You know, how many of you, you, you built your friendship on pity parties? All what you people talk is negative experiences. All you share, it has never been good news before. You know the person to go and talk to when it's a bad news. <laughs> and you also know the person to talk to when it's a good news. You just form that pity party. You form that association. All you are always talking is negative things. You know, it's not going to work out. <laughs> it's true. It's not going to work out. Nothing is going to work out. So you are crying together. Oh, I'm going to fail that exam. And you are still having two days to read. I'm just going to fail. And that person says, it's true. We're all going to fail. Let's just go and play. <laughs> Let's just go and play. We're all going to fail together. No. As a believer, anyone who shows up trying to be close to you during those times when you're not praying, when you're not studying, when you're not walking in the reality of God's word as it is, and is trying to advise you on something else, <laughs> be very weary. Be very careful. Because God, I told you last week, I said, God uses men, right? He uses relationships. So the best way is going to speak to you, he will speak to you through men. And also the devil uses men too. 
the best way to fall into the trap of the devil is also through men. A lot of people have missed it because of relationships. Some people ought to be on fire for God, but they, got, they had certain friends. I was explaining yesterday, I was teaching, and I explained, I said, if I, if I look at my life and how God saved me, I, I, I can thank God for, I just believe maybe somebody was, maybe somebody was praying for me. I was explaining to them and I said that I had to set up friends. I had, everybody, I'm sure you do. I mean, I was much younger then. This is quite some years ago. And I knew these guys. We, we grew together. I mean, you know, I told you a friend that, I told you last week, I said, a friend helped me accept God's call for my life. And I had that clique. I also had the clique of people that I meet when I want to enjoy the world. You know. Stop looking at, Bromat is stop looking at me like, I'm a sinner. <laughs> All right, so, now, I also had those guys. Now, we were getting to the university and um, we were to make decisions. Now, decisions are to be made. So now, I'm left here. My guy and these guys who helped me accept God's call for my life were in the same university. I didn't go there. In fact, because he got admission before me, he was already a Bible study teacher. After just one year in school, I mean, guys tell me, who should I have followed? That guy, right? I mean, he's going the direction I'm going. <laughs> but guys, I did not go there. I'll be honest with you. I went to the guys that fresh house party, they are there. As far as any party is happening on campus, we are going. I barely stopped. I mean, first year, I wasn't going to church anymore. And my friend that we both came home, we grew up together, we've known each other since six years old. We were in the same school together. In fact, I didn't know his hostel till today in that place, where he was living. He was in that direction. But I just believed that maybe somebody was praying for me. I'm telling you, I probably will not be here preaching today. I probably be. Somebody must have, maybe somebody would have replaced me. And I was going this direction, going this direction, going this direction. Many of the major mistakes, I'll say this publicly, I drank alcohol then. I have never drank before in my life. I didn't drink in my prayer house, but I drank in this place. My friend has never drank. It's one bottle I drank, one, just one. <laughs> It's not even one, it's one gulp. Just, you just pour, bro, Matthew, don't go and ask me a question. I'm <laughs> just shaking. <laughs> I did. Now, and that was because I didn't do compatibility test. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just believe somebody must have been praying for me. God just took me out of there, miraculously. And my head reset. <laughs> my, you know, it's like saying you came back to your senses. Like, what was I doing? I, I, I probably maybe when I can sit down and analyze it properly, I would be able to explain it. I just believe somebody must have been praying for me. I almost missed it. And that's because you, you are tossed in between. You don't want to lose this kind of people. You also don't want to lose this kind of people. You can't match it up together. It's not possible. You have to pick a side. 
A lot of us want to be the friend of the whole world. You can't be the friend of the whole world. You can't. You have to let your sentiments die. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to let your sentiment die. You can't relate with people that know you're not heading the same direction and also be flocking around with people that are heading the same direction. It's not possible. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not possible. So when you have friends who try to get close to you when you're not praying, when you're not studying God's word, when you're not as fervent as you ought to, those you have to be very careful. Such friendships that are formed in your weakest moment as a believer are friendships you have to be careful about. You know this time you are down. This time you need help. And do you notice that? How many of you notice that when you are about to backslide, that's when some people come around your life? How many of you have noticed it? Be sincere. How many, how many of you have noticed it? That's when some people will just come around you. When you are just down, you don't feel like it anymore. You don't feel like being a Christian anymore. You don't feel like, not, not just even being a Christian, you don't just have that enthusiasm to do things that you ought to do. That's when some people will come and engage you. Be very careful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be very careful. Because it is definitely not God's plan for your life. So, you have to be very careful. And those kind of friendships and relationships must be avoided. So, another key thing, we said compatibility one, right? Right? That's number one, right? Number two, what's number two? Hey, Bro, Matthew, what's number two? You should be thinking ahead. <laughs> number two communication tell your neighbor say communication. communication all right cool so we said compatibility we said communication communication is very key in every relationship you should know that by now i'm not going to spend so much time on this communication is very key especially your friendships so be sure that you are friends with people you can effectively communicate with be friends with people that can hear you say no. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not somebody you can deceive. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not somebody that can also deceive you. You don't. <laughs> Life is, see, let me tell you. Man is a, I told you last week, I said man is a product of influence. The reason you are seated here today is because you were influenced. The reason you are writing the way you are writing is because you are influenced. The reason you dressed the way you dressed this afternoon is because you are influenced. Man is a product of influence. The way you speak, your accent, you are influenced. I'm a Nigerian, but I'm talking, my, my accent is switching. <laughs> and that's because I've been in the United States for a while. Are you getting what I'm saying? No. That's being influenced. I told you, I said, I was in London a couple of weeks ago, and I was hearing, so I was just hearing, Hini, you know, Hini. And, mate, hey, mate. I'm sure if I stay so long there, I'm going to start saying, Hini. I'll just call Bromach and say, hey, mate. Hini. <laughs> but that's their culture. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows you can leave the United States today now and go to London and you start saying, and by two years' time, I'll call Bromatio and Bromatio is like, 
you know, you know, now he's saying, you know, but then he will be saying, Ini, are you getting what I'm saying? Influence. And that is life. So that shows, and I was telling them, I said, yes, what is the thing that a new convert needs? A new convert needs knowledge. He has to grow in God's world, right? And he also needs the right company. The right company will make his growth very effective. So you can't be friends with people you can't communicate with. You can't be friends with people you can't talk with. You can't be friends with someone who will deceive you and say, oh, it's good, and it is not good. So that shows if you also are a friend to somebody and you can't effectively communicate, you don't have a friend or you are not a good friend. You have to work on your communication. You have to communicate. So, and you know, communicating is not just talking. You can have heartfelt conversations. Even Jesus in his earthly work had much conversations with his friends and also his disciples. And these conversations are the conversations we are reading from. Do you know, I, I just thought to tell you this. Do you know that the Bible is a story of men? I don't know if you know. From Genesis to Revelation, all we read in the Bible is the story of how God worked with men. Abraham, Adam, Eve, Isaac, Jacob, everybody. We are wholly reading the stories of men. So that would mean your decisions, your friends, <laughs> all matters because they are going to be ingredients of how you are going to fulfill God's plan for your life. We just read Paul. Barnabas helped him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Men. The stories of men. When we come to the epistles, we are now reading the stories of what was going on in churches. Corinthian church, Ephesus, Philippi, Thessalonica. We are reading the stories of men again. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you must be able to have conversations. Conversations, at first conversations, their values are being shared, your, your values are being sharpened, and in friendship, we will learn from each other. We will learn from each other. We will learn how to communicate. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 29, it says, Think my yoke and learn of me. We will learn how to communicate. So Jesus became friends with men. He became friends with men. Conversations they were having. It's just like this, this popular scripture we read in John 3. It was a conversation with Nicodemus. He just had a conversation. Nicodemus was like, would I go back into my mother's room and be born again? And Jesus said, yeah. Either he's born of water, he's born of the flesh, and all of those things is born of the spirit. Conversations. How do you get to what I'm saying? And those are the conversations we are still reading in the scriptures today. Man. So yet Jesus communicated, spoke to his disciples, spoke to people, and they communicated. So uh, I don't want to spend much time on that. So that's number two. Number three, spirituality. Spirituality. So we're going to have the compatibility test. We're going to have um, communication. Don't be friends with people you can't communicate with, you can't talk to, you don't share the same values. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't be friends with people like that. Spirituality. 
Paul, Priscilla, and Aquilia shared the same character, in, in, in the same uh, career. Look at in Acts 18. Acts 18. Are you, are you getting blessed? Are you getting blessed? It says, at 18, let's look at in verse 3. It says, uh, and they abode, and because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and the rod for the occupations with tent maker. So the partnership is, they had a partnership because of their same trade, their values, were, their friendships were founded, and also because of the same faith, the same commitment to ministry. So what, what, what are the things you look for in a friend? Both of you can both be struggling, right? I mean... Both of you can both be struggling spiritually, but both of you can be seeking help. <coughs> There's nothing wrong with both of you struggling together. Both of you can both be trying to figure out how you're going to grow together, but both of you are both sincere about it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Both of you are keeping each other on check. Both of you are keeping thumbs on each other. Are you getting what I'm saying? Both of you can both be and both of you will grow. And you, both of you can both talk to yourself and say, oh, wow, look at how far we've come. Look at how far we've grown. Are you getting what I'm saying? And remember, it doesn't have to be one person. I said it can be three people. It can be four people. Are you getting what I'm saying? Relationships are vital in our today's day. You see Romans 16, verse 3 to 4. So Paul wanted to preach, and he met Aquila and Priscilla, and he abode with them. They shared the same values. They shared the same faith. They shared the same commitment. And you see in Romans 16, verse 3, he, he Paul referenced them again. In Romans 16, verse 3, he says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ, who have for my neck laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also for the churches of the Gentiles. Their relationship has bosom, and it has birthed out churches. Wow. So Paul came into, uh, let's go back to that Romans, uh, that's Acts 18 again. Let's see. Let's look at the progression. Let's look at the progression. Let's look at the progression. Let's start from verse 1, Romans 18. Are we enjoying this? You know, sounded like you mean it. All right, look at it in Romans 18. It says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. And he found a Jew named Aquila. So now he came to Corinth and he found a Jew named Aquila, born of Pontus, lately had come into Italy, and his wife Priscilla, because they were cardios and had commanded all the Jews and departed from Rome and they came. So now Paul is trying to do a ministry work in, in, um, in Corinth. Right? And from Corinth, he met these guys, Aquila and Priscilla, and he abode with them. Interestingly, they were now of the same craft. They were the same occupation, their tent meters. But they also shared the same faith, same commitment to ministry. Look at in verse 4. He says, he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath. Ah, he saw that Aquila and Priscilla were preaching in the synagogue every Sabbath day. And persuaded the Jews and Gentiles. You know, that's a good friendship. Paul is going to stay there. That is going to blossom. And when we read now in Romans 16, he says, now they are churches. That relationship has bettered and is fruitful. I'm not if you know that's a fruitful relationship. That is a fruitful relationship. I can give you another example. It's very practical today. 
Without bro I would not have met any of you. Can we say that's a fruitful relationship? That's it. Are you seeing it? That's friendship and it's betting out more. So that shows you are going to meet people as the year progresses. Are you getting one? As we approach the new year, you're going to have conversations and interactions with new people. But you're going to be on the watch out, right? You're going to be on the watch out and know what you want. What you are looking for. What you don't want. And what you're not going to dabble into. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just told you, not quite long, I said, your weakest moment is the wrongest time to be in any friendship. Your weakest moment, when you are, you are not praying, you are, you are trying to struggle, you are not as fervent. Those are not the time to make any relationship with anyone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Take this very seriously. Because you are going to have down times. <laughs> you are human. School is going to get in the way at some point where you will know you just feel so consumed. Oh, I just can't pray today. Oh, I just can't feed on the world today. Oh, and it's going into days, two weeks, and you're trying to get yourself back. That two weeks bracket is not the time <laughs> to get a friend. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Except it's a friend who is ready to steer you back. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, the friend is ready to tell you, stand up, let's pray, let's go, you know, let's go to fellowship. Let's, you know, let's do this together. You know, that's a good friend. So, they were of the same craft, yet Paul made that decision and that relationship was kept. So we said, number one, we're not, we're not, we're not sounding like we mean. Are we tired? <coughs> Bro, Matthew, are you hungry? I know, I know you'll be hungry. <laughs> All right. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four now. Bro Matthew. Oh, no, let's use Bro Cleveland now. So let's, let me be using both of you together. <laughs> what do you think is number four? Be led of God. You are born of the Spirit. You should be able to pick it. I'm also talking to you too. Yeah, both of you. <laughs> All right, natural appetites, natural appetites, natural appetites, natural appetites. All right, so it is very important for us to watch out for the natural appetites of our friends. When a person is close to you, their natural appetites would affect you and soon become yours, and that's the truth. Now, and this is also because no one is beyond the influence. You know that this kind of food is not good for the person. Now, we are talking, we are bringing it home gradually. That's what we're trying to do. You, you have to watch out for the natural appetite of the person. You know that this person has just been drinking too many juice, too many sugar. Ah, ah. Tell the person, brother, watch your health. You know? We'll take an example from Adam and Eve, Act, um, Genesis 3. Eve took the fruit. And Adam was like, I want to eat this. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Natural appetites. Natural appetites. So, you know, uh, that story is, is figurative, but we're just taking it literally because you could see influence. Also, another influence we can see, 
Because somebody told me another influence you can see in the scripture, associate Nazareth. I just give you one of Adam and Eve. Can somebody give me another one? Think, 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 think. In the new, okay, let me bring it up. New Testament. Bible student, Bible student, why is it, why is it? Okay, let me bring it home in the book of Acts. You want to say something? We are going to get there, but not now. Okay, is it because of take a little while for the stomach's sake? Is it that one? No, that we'll get there. We'll get there. Ananias and Sapphira, yes. You know, they held their money together. Ananias, they planned to lie. You know, that's, that's, that's a bad relationship. Nobody could tell each other and say, don't lie. Oh. At least one should have been correcting one. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But both of them agreed to come and lie. Bad friendship. <laughs> and what was the end goal? They died. They became an example, and that's why I'm teaching it today. <laughs> May we not become bad examples, you know? They became an example. That is a bad association. Nobody, are they Christians? I mean, they try to be Christian, but no one, the husband could not have said, ah, this part we are going is wrong. Not even, the wife could not even have said, ah, don't let's say this thing. If I don't want to sell it, at least don't let us lie. It's still our money. You know, none of them could say, both of them were happy, wallowing, and thinking, <laughs> who is Peter? I'm going to lie to the, I'm going to lie to the, is he not a man? Mm. And that was it. Wrong association. So natural, you have to watch it. So when you notice your friend, your friend got on a call with her mother, and she asks, the mother asks, where are you? The friend said, ah, I'm in, the, I'm in the dining. And you know you are not in the dining. You know you are in Walmart. Or you, you, are trying to, you are trying to sneak out of school and travel two hours away. You know. You know, you watch it the first time, like, wow. And you kept quiet. Second time, the dad called. What are you doing now? I want to come and visit you in school. You said, your friend said, oh, no, we are trying to do an exam now. And because you know your dad does not know school calendar. You, you did not talk. Do you know you too will be influenced someday? You're going to lie too. Your own parent will call. You don't know when you lie. It will just come out like hot trance. <laughs> you know? You have to watch it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those are things you watch. So to be a good friend, you watch all of those things. Ha! Ah. And that's why you must have a friend you can talk to. Not somebody you are going to deceive. That's why I told you, friendship has to be taught. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you know that you are going to keep talking now every time. There's going to be issues. <laughs> it's normal. Issues, issues is part of why we are human beings. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the ability to resolve them is actually the problem. A lot of people are not patient. We're going to get to that. A lot of people are not patient. So... They conspired, Ananias and Sapphira conspired to lie to the apostle. And this shows us the extent to which natural appetite can influence another person. It can. It can. It can. How many of you know that you probably like a certain restaurant because of a friend? How many of you, how many of you are like that? Yeah. So imagine 
you can start lying. You can start stealing. I just told you my own story. I drank a gulp, not a bottle. Let's let's say it's not it's not written in my record. Bro, Matthew, a gulp. <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago, not yesterday. <laughs> you know, as a pastor drank something. No, <laughs> many years ago, many many years ago. You know, so imagine. How many of you know that? You probably like a kind of drink because of a fry. How many of you know that? Yeah. There's a drink I like. Uh, this, um, not naked. It is boat house. I was influenced because of a fry. So anytime I go to Wama, strawberry, banana, boat house. That's all. So somebody cannot relate. That's what they influenced me with. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? That's it. So everybody is a product of influence. So if you cannot communicate, that's, so you see why compatibility is first. Because you even have to know. <laughs> the person you are talking to must not be someone that is always getting angry when you're always talking, and both of you are always talking to one another. Both of you have to be compatible to adjust and accept one another the way you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is it making sense? All right, let's look at... So, we said number one. No, you're not talking. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number four. Number two. Bro, Martin, number four. I knew he has to check his book. I knew he would check his book. <laughs> All right, let's look at Let's move on now. Let's see some fundamental basics of relationships. Let's see. I'm, I'm not too used to teaching like this. I love teaching so exegetically, but I was led to teach what I'm teaching. So it's new to me. All right, values. We are talking, sharing experiences, saying stories. If you have listened to most of our teachings, I'm just on... Is the Greek word, the Hebrew word, is <laughs> this, is that. But get with me. All right. One of the fundamental basis of your relationship is values. So as believers, our values should at every point find root in the written word. You must create your values as touching the fact that you are a Christian, you are born again. So... It determines that the scripture teaches us to exalt and uphold and define the relationships. The relationship we initiate, we keep, we, we exalt. So the ability to allow and disallow certain relationship is based on values. Why would you not be friends with certain person? Your values. Why would you be friends with certain persons? Your values. Are you getting what I'm saying? And maybe I should just say this. There's such a thing as supernatural relationships. I, I intend to teach on that um, maybe in January, maybe not here, but I, I'm going to teach on that soon. There's such a thing as supernatural relationships, such that, you know, you can have friends that you know these are God-given people for your life. And I tell people, the best place to create supernatural relationship is in the local church, just like in a gathering like this. You create people, what of you are both, you know, 
Imagine after service, you have a friend, and both of you are going home to restudy what I just said again, to plan your questions properly. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's such a thing as supernatural relationship. We just saw Paul and Barnabas. Yes, she gave us an example. Paul and Timothy, supernatural relationship. Paul wrote in the scriptures in Philippians, he says, I have no man like-minded like Timothy. Supernatural relationship. I believe me and Bro Olimo's relationship is supernatural. As you get to what I'm saying, supernatural relationships. Such that God's, it's, it's, you, you will know that you both are fulfilling God's plan for your life. I'm going to expand on this much later, probably in general, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this. So we're still on values. Every believer should determine their relationships. And you should be able to control your values. You should be able to control your relationship. You determine the relationship you are allowed and the relationship you want to disallow. Look at in Luke 21 verse 17. Luke 21 verse 17. Is this making sense to you? I'm sure you are scanning, right? You should. I, I know you're going to do that. You should be scanning through. You should be thinking. You should be, it's going to cause you to think, I know. Luke 21, verse 17. All right. It says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. It now says, But there shall not an heir of your head perish. In your patience, in your patience possess ye your souls. Now, and the, the book of Proverbs brought a similar slant to this in Proverbs 25 verse 28. Let's go there quickly. Proverbs 25 verse 28. Proverbs 25 verse 28. Are we there? We're there, right? It says, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a wall that is broken down and without walls. You know, we, we explained the book of Proverbs last week, right? Now, so the believer must have control over his life. And to control one relationship is to, controls, is to control one's life. To have control over one's soul will mean not to allow the world shape your thinking. You know, we are in this world, but we are not of this world, right? As believers, right? You know, the world has its philosophies. The world has its, its plans. You know, I, I was telling people, I said, one of the things the world is trying to sell to us now, I'm sorry, but I would say the truth, is the LGBT community. They are trying to sell it to us. Every movie now, every movie, I don't know if you know that there is virtually no movie on Netflix. I mean, an American movie on Netflix that don't have a guy and a guy together or a boy or a woman and a woman together. I don't know if you notice. I don't know if you notice. It's something they are trying to sell to you. But do you know that Sika 2013, 14, it wasn't like that. 13, 12, 10. 
you're going to see it as gross. Like, oh, a man and a woman. Oh, a woman and a woman. Oh, what is this? But now, it's a norm. You don't even fast forward it again. You are already used to it because the world has sold it to you. That's all. <laughs> That's all. So now, as I said it now, I know some of you are thinking, what, there's nothing wrong with a man and a woman, really. God created Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve. Or Eve and Evelina. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? He says a man and a woman. Not a man and a man. I explained to you yesterday, I said, last week I said, that man was not born complete. I don't know if you remember that. That God gave man certain things so that he will need a woman in his body. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, and people are saying, a man and a man is, is I just can't imagine that me and Bromachi now, we are husband and wife. I would have killed him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> you know, I just can't imagine it. Or me and Bromachi, as black as he is, as black as I am, I can't imagine it. So you must watch. So you must you must have control of your relationships. You must. You must have your values. You must have or else the world will sell their values to you and you will take it. You must. You must not allow the world define or shape your thinking. The word of God must be primary. Tell your neighbor, say the word of God. You're not sounding like you mean it. The word of God must be primary. So our relationship ought to be founded on some negotiable, non-negotiable terms. Non-negotiable values. We saw in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, Be ye not... Let's go there. 2 Corinthians 6. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's quickly, quickly, quickly. I, I actually did a teaching on this. You can listen to it. Relationship check yesterday. Second Corinthians 6, verse 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship at righteousness with unrighteousness, I explained all of this in, in the message, you should listen to it. What communion at light with darkness? What concord at Christ with Belia? And what part at E with an infidel? It says, what agreement are the temple of God with idols? Wow. The Bible called an unbeliever a temple of idol. Wow. And you know, you are calling that same unbeliever your best friend. And idol is your best friend. <laughs> Do you know what an idol means? If you are not African, you will not understand. <laughs> For ye are the temple of the living God. Say, I'm the temple of the living God. You're not sounding like you mean it. For God has said, I will walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So we must ask ourselves this question. What are my values? Some of you don't even know your values. I can personally, I cannot be best friends with unbelievers. Why? I'm a Christian. But can I be classmates with unbelievers? Why not? Can I be colleagues at work with unbelievers? Why not? I must differentiate it. Can I be business partners with them? Why not? But friends, people in my close circle, is not possible. How, we, how can light and darkness correlate? What are we going to say? When I'm talking about 
how I want to pray and preach the gospel around the world. The person can't relate. He's not born of the Spirit. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. My mind, I'm thinking of how I'm going to spread the word in Mexico. How South America is going to hear the gospel. That's what is on my mind right now. How I'm going to probably translate the gospel in maybe Spanish. And the word of God is in Cuba, you know, Puerto Rico, all of those countries. That's what is on my mind. How do I tell an unbeliever that? He's going to be looking at me like, are you mad? Spend your money on, let's go and buy something. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? The unbeliever will tell you, ah, there's houses now. Let's look at architectural digest on YouTube. Let's get one. <laughs> let's get one. It's not going to relate. It's not born of the Spirit. But I'm passionate about seeing a lot of believers come to the light of the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? What is on my mind is how we are going to light the gospel across the United States. And I'm sharing it with an... How do I share it with an unbeliever? How? I don't know, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I'm a preacher for Christ's sake. How do I do that? That's, those are my values. But can I have them as business partner? Have we talk business? Why not? Can they teach me mass? Why not? Are you getting what I'm saying? Can they be assignment partners, project partners? Why not? Can they be work colleagues? Why not? Can I have a cordial relationship with them where we we'll talk and we we'll say hi? Why not? But as my close friend, it's not possible. They can't understand. So I don't try to force it. Those are my values. I told you last week, I told you the kind of friends I keep close. This coming week, I'm going to be seeing some of them. I, I, I was telling them, I, said, I had a friend, I have some preaching engagements in another country. And I said, I told them, I said, ah, I'm going to, I told one of my friends, I'm going to be in this city this time around. And he was to leave the city a day before. He had to cancel his appointment because he can't miss my meeting. Is that not an epochal moment? He had to cancel his own appointment. Then we are both going to live together the next day. I said, ah. He said, oh, you should have told me on time. I planned it. He said, okay, I'm canceling. He just said, it. I'm canceling my schedule now, and I'm going to be in the meeting. I just sent it to him yesterday. Is that not an epochal moment? So me too, when I get there, I'll say, I did not come alone. I have to introduce him. Ah, for someone to cancel his schedule. I did not come alone. I came with my friend. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? That is it. So, what are your values? Those are questions to ask yourself. You know, like I just said about supernatural relationship. Imagine you have friends here. Both of you can just sit down together and ask yourselves, what are our values? What do we want for our next 10 years? Let's work on this. Supernatural relationships. Are you getting what I'm saying? What are your values? What, are they non-negotiable? I just told you mine. This is just one of mine. I can't keep. I can't discuss. In fact, I have a principle. I, anyone who is not serious ministry-minded, I can't talk to you about what is going on in my ministry. If you ask me, how is ministry? Fine, we thank God. I've answered you. <laughs> I don't have to tell you I'm in not dream preaching on Saturday. <laughs> Fine, we thank God. Oh, we just, is everything okay? Oh, we're just trusting God. Pray for us. But my friend, ah, brother, 12 p.m., you have to be praying. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm going to be preaching. This is what I'm talking about. Do you think it's okay? What do you think? You know, 
that is a friend. They are non-negotiable for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are non-negotiables. Are they founded on the written word? So we said, what are your values, right? Are they non-negotiable? Are they founded on the written word? Are they things that are in line with what the word of God says? Or what YouTube is saying? What Netflix is saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So as believers, it is important for us never to think that relationships cannot affect our Christian faith. It's a lie. Relationships can affect your Christian faith. Relation, the reason why people are not fervent as Christians today is because of the kind of relationship they keep. A lot of people came out from a Christian background. A lot of people came out from Christian homes. A lot of people came out from even Christian parents, preachers. But the reason they are not fervent. How many of you have heard things like um, pastors' children are not serious? How many of you have heard things like that? It doesn't always have to be like that. The reason is like that is because of the kind of friends they to keep. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be like that. The devil doesn't have to win over us. Who says young people are always clubbing? Who says young people are always going to don't have a purpose for their life? A lot of young people are serving Jesus. A lot of young people are raising the dead, preaching the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? But your values must not, are they non-negotiable? Are there things you bend? What I hold the unbeliever is the gospel of Christ. That's what I hold, him, hold the unbeliever. I hold the unbeliever, the message of the gospel, because I don't want to see him perish. So my first entrance to an unbeliever is, have you believed the gospel? Okay, can we have a conversation? Okay, maybe we can prosper, we can talk about this later. You know? So, the scriptures instruct us concerning the kind of relationship we keep. We just read in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, Be ye not unequally you. It was not an advice. It was an instruction. It says, what communion as light with darkness? What fellowship as righteousness with unrighteousness? It says, you are the temple of the living God. What, how does that relate with an idol? So we must learn to keep every relationship within the confines of their purpose. So there must be no friendship without boundaries also. There must be no friendship without boundaries. You must have your boundaries. Oh, I don't cross this line. Oh, I, I, I can't lie. I just can't lie. Oh, I, 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 I preach the gospel. Oh, I mean. <laughs> and you know, how many of you know this, this can also be applicable to your romantic relationship? How many of you know? Yeah, because we just saw Ananias and Sapphira, right? <laughs> we just saw Adam and Eve, right? Mistakes. And we saw Paul and Timothy. Are you seeing it? So we must guard our... Look at it for Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 21. Let's see what Proverbs says. <coughs> Are you enjoying this? I, I'm, I will try to finish very soon so that you can enjoy the rest of your day. Just give me about a couple of minutes and I'll... I know Brolimo doesn't like it anytime I say I'm about to round up. But I have to always round up. <laughs> Alright, Proverbs 4, verse 20. Are we there? Bro Matthew, are you there? I'm always there. Oh, good. 
All right. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ears to my saying. Let not let them not depart from my eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. So we must guard our relationships. We must guard our hearts. And there's no better way to do it than to be careful. You know your values. You know your values. So as we, as we said, friends can also be prayerfully chosen. We said that last week. Just like Jesus did, Jesus prayed and he was able to separate his friends. We can pray. And we, uh, we don't bring anyone into our inner circle based on a weakness. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't bring anyone into your inner circle. I'm using that word based on weakness in, in quotation because um, weakness now is relative. It, it depends. Uh, so you, you, have to, you have to know how to define things. You don't have to be sentimental. You get what I'm saying? This is your life. This is God's plan for your life. I just told you that if you read the scriptures, we are reading the stories of men. Men who has missed it and men who didn't miss it. We saw something. Because of a relationship, he almost missed it. Or he, he missed it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So relationships, friendship, those we communicate to are very important. So, and also, you can also have a weakness in your life, which is normal, but a weakness in your life, somewhere you are struggling with, an issue you are struggling with, is a place you have not allowed God's word on. You have not fed on God's word enough. That's why you are still weak in that area. Are you getting what I'm saying? A weakness is an area you have not allowed the word of God to correct. You've not allowed the word of God to be practiced on that area. You've not allowed the word of God to, 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 to grow in that direction in your life. That's a weakness. Samson also made that error. It was on the basis of his sin. So for instance, if you have been praying less and you've been committed and you have not been committed to your church, do not bring people close to you who do not pray at all. They are going to definitely make you, if you're trying to go 10 steps forward, they're going to make you take 20 steps backward. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know you've not been praying. You know you've not been committed to church. You know you've not been, you don't have a, a, an effective study life. Don't bring people close to your life who don't have that aspect. Are you getting what I'm saying? You both, ha you have to fix it. You have to get people who are strong enough to do that. Because we have to have our values as Christians. And, and uh, we, we've seen values. So let, let's just close this way on. There are three important truths about friendship. Number one, let's look at three important truths about friendship and we would go so that you can understand how to be a good friend and all of those things. And I think we'll be done with the series. Uh, are you learning something? Am I boring you? All right, cool. I'll, I'll get done soon. Right, number one, identify a friend. Three truths about friendship. Let me just give you three. We'll pick it up from here when we see it. <laughs> All right. Identify a friend. Identify a friend. Number one, identify a friend. We, we already said there is the 120, right? We said there is, we're trying to, try to we're, what we're trying to do is not to, to bring everything all in perspective. We said there is the 120. What's the next one? Huh? What's the first one? 
Uh, I wanted to confuse you a bit. <laughs> all right. The first one is the multitude, the 120, right? The 70, right? And then the 12, the 3, and the 1. Cool. So the scripture teaches us to choose our friends. And this means that we cannot be friends with everybody. I'm going to feel that now. That there are certain people you cannot be friends Because the word friend now is a special word. But you can be classmates with people. You can be colleagues that work with people, right? You can be business partners, right? You can be project mate, assignment mate, roommate. That is your roommate does not mean he's your friend. You can be, um, which other thing, word can I use? Tony? Acquaintance, I like that one. <laughs> Acquaintance. You can be, which other one can we use? Teammates, I like that. You have a teammate. But when you say somebody is your friend, now you know what it means, right? Right? Everybody knows what it means, right? Cool. All right. So when you want to have everyone as your friend, your life will be open to injuries. When you want to have people as your friend, your life will be open to injuries. So in identifying your friends, we must know our priorities. We must know the people we want to make friends. We must know the priorities to make a good friend. And those priorities must be the top list of your values. Are you getting what I'm saying? We already asked, what are your values, right? Are they negotiable? Are they things, are they non-negotiable? Are they things that are predicated on the written world? Are you getting what I'm saying? Not things on Netflix, not things on Hulu, not things on HBO or Tyler Perry series. You know, if you watch, there's other series you watch and you don't be wondering, I don't know if I watched this one that made my heart sink one time or... Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a show that Terry released some years ago in December period. Uh, not a show, a movie. Uh, who can remind me? Um, no, not a fall from grace. There was one. No. There was one where a guy jilted her. No, not a guy jilted her, but. Uh, it's like it's, we okay. So let me let me give you the story so you can tell me the title. Um, the guy. So they've been married. No, the I think she got some loans or from some there from the mother or something. Then gave it to the guy to establish his life, and the guy squandered it. And what was the what was the title? <laughs> I don't feel watched that movie. Yeah, Taraji was there. Acrimony. You know, if you are building your life on acrimony, <laughs> I, I think it's something you should watch, but use your believer mindset to watch it. So you're not going to not trust. Because if that movie can open you up to not trust people and to not want to do good to people. So you don't want to build your life on, hey, if I give somebody this kind of thing now, or I help somebody, or I try to be sacrificial with this kind of thing. Uh, I might waste my time. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't want to build your life on those things that the world is projecting to you. Does it make sense? It's just like there's the recent one, Something Blues on Netflix that it released. It's Something Blues where they, uh, is it? House of Blues? No, not House of Blues. It's Tyler, I'm talking about Tyler Perry. <laughs> uh, is it Al Jasmine Blues or something? 
where uh, no, you guys, you guys don't watch movies. That's good. You guys are Christians. <laughs> it's good. I mean, I only use it to relax, but I don't really watch movies that much too. A Jasmine Blues. You guys have not seen it. Oh, he didn't give me any money. Why am I giving him a free advert in this? <laughs> I mean, if you watch, it's like a relationship between two brothers. And there was like a competition. A brother can sing, one cannot. Uh, the father likes the one brother, the mother likes another brother, the, the one likes a girl. So many things that can make you not even trust your brother and your sister at home. That you make you look at your brother and be suspicious. Why is my daddy always talking about this person? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I know parents will always parents might not know what they are doing. And you are just picking impressions because of a movie you've watched. Are you getting what I'm saying? We also have to be careful. So we, we, we don't pick our philosophies from the world or from what Tyler Perry shows us or from what... One, one thing I have as a principle is I allow entertainment to be entertainment. I don't take their principles to my life. I leave it at that junction. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is one principle I have. Once I watch a movie, it stays there. I don't bring the emotions of the movie and start using it. Hmm, what if the Bible is saying this? You know that's how some people think. Don't think like that. That's not how to be a Christian. It is simply an entertainment. Watch it and be entertained and move on. Eat your popcorn, drink your mountain dew and move. And when it's time to learn the word, learn the word. Don't use what you learn in Acrimony or in Tyler Perry or in Kevin Hart joke <laughs> or in Jumanji to, <laughs> to, 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 to bring it and start relating it to the world. You know some preachers when they want to preach on Sunday. Brethren, I was, that's how I was going through my Netflix yesterday. They don't have a sermon, but they will fall, obviously find a sermon. Brethren, I was going through Netflix yesterday and I was just prompted by the Holy Ghost to click on that movie. And lo and behold, I just learned something called trust. Brethren say trust. <laughs> so they will now explain the story of the movie. Say trust. You to you say trust. And that's the, going to be the sermon. How? How does the Holy Ghost give us inspiration from entertainment? How? Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me, guys? You don't do things like that. The word of God is constant. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's constant. It doesn't change. So we pick, we don't pick our associations, we don't pick our friendship, or this popular series. I don't know if you watch this, How to Get, no. Not How to Get Away with Murder. I love that one. I love How to Get Away with Murder. But this one from my school, 13 Reasons Why. I don't know if you watch that one. You know, if you watch it and you are so into it, it can build, oh, don't trust anybody. I don't know if you know that. One of the things that those movies can build is don't trust anybody, not even your friend. Your friend can be the one sneaking in on you and doing bad stuff about you. I don't know if you know that those things are real. And you'll now be thinking, ah, I don't want to have any friend. I don't, I'm not close to anybody. I don't want to have a friend in this life. No, it's an entertainment. Watch it as an entertainment. They are still good people. Are you getting what I'm saying? At least you are a good person, right? Are you right? Or you are not? Maybe Brahmachi is not, though, but, but all that's a, I mean, right? 
I don't know if you agree with my philosophy. Bro, Matthew, no, but the entire church, yes. And no, bro, Abraham, too. Both of them, but clever is a good one. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. So a believer must realize that friendship ought to be divine and never be devoid of the leading of the Spirit. So you can pray about your relationship, right? If you want to pray for, if you want to get into a romantic relationship, pray. Be accountable. Does that make sense? Let people be, let somebody be able to account for that and all of those things. So Jesus amplified to us in choosing the disciples, prayed fasted. So that shows that, as, as I grew as a Christian, that shows that there's really nothing we can't pray about. If we have to pray about even friends. Wow. It shows there's really nothing we can't talk to God about. So that shows we can pray, Lord, as we enter 2023, we'll, we'll trust God for right company. We'll trust God for right people coming our way. How you get to what I'm saying? We'll trust God for a supernatural company, people that will stir me up for, for good. We can pray about that. I don't know if you agree we can pray about that. We can. So, relationship that does not have the influence of the Spirit is not a true friendship. Friendship that doesn't have the influence of the Spirit is not a true friendship. And it is not for the believer. We said Jesus had the crowd. He didn't befriend the crowd. Jesus had the 120 in Acts 1 verse 15 to 26. He didn't befriend them. The 70, Luke 10 verse 1, we saw that last week. He had the 12. He had the 3. He had the 1. And he spent varying amount of time with them. So the believer should not have accidental friendships. Don't allow anybody call you emergency best friends. Define your relationship. Have your values. As the person is calling you best, say, hang it there. Let's talk. Can we have a conversation? <laughs> what are your values? Well, what do you know? Are you a Christian? Are you a believer? I just told you mine. I don't open up to people who I don't see them as ministry-minded. Eyes ministry, we bless God. Pray for us. Thank you. But people that are serious-minded, ah, I have administration at 12. Can you be praying for me? I'm sure by the time I turn on my phone, I, might, I would have gotten at least two, three messages and asking me, how is the meeting? How was the meeting? The people understand what you preached. We've been praying for you. Those are friends. Are you getting what I'm saying? But imagine... You don't have people that way in your life. You don't have people who you can call and say, when I'm going through a problem, I know this person won't just tell me, won't just type and pray for you, but we actually be praying. <coughs> you know, typing and praying for you and covering your banquet is another mood of prayer. <laughs> you just typed it, but you didn't pray. So... A believer should not have accidental friendships. You must have friendship based on the leading of the Spirit. And, and this will only happen. And let me tell you, I tell people this. Anyone making a mistake knows. There is no believer who is about to make a mistake that doesn't know. There is no believer who is about to take a wrong step that doesn't know. Because he is born of the Spirit. The Spirit of God will always lead him at all points. But you know what happens? We kill the leading. We want to follow our own desire. That nudge, that thing you say, something was telling me, is not something. It's the Spirit of God. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? That nudge that tells you, hmm, not this person. That nudge that gives you a check that, hmm, I just can't be free with this person, but you killed it and you just moved on with your own desire. You made a mistake. You must always follow the leading of the Spirit. So when you meet the wrong person, you will know it. When you meet the right person, you will know it. I can't Never also be in haste. I'm talking now as touching romantic relationships and all of those things. Never be in haste to any of those things. Take your time carefully. Ensure you have prayed it out. One week is not taking your time. One month is not taking your time. Because you say, ah, we've been talking for one month. That's still not taking your time. Three months is still not taking your time. One year is still not taking your time. Am, am, am I communicating? The Bible says Jesus will come quickly. This is 2022. He has not come. <laughs> so how quickly can he come? Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, behold, I come quickly. We've been waiting for the quickly for 2022 years. And he has still not come. So, <laughs> men are brethren. One year, <laughs> one year is not enough to say, I'm just waiting. Don't allow your adrenaline. I've forgotten all those emotions that happen when you're in love. Is it dopamine? Is it dopamine, right? Or don't allow those dopamine create the emotions for you. Ensure you are led by the Spirit. Say, I'm always led by the Spirit. You're not sounding like you mean me. I am always led by the Spirit. So be led by the Spirit. As touching romantic relationships, as you are talking to that girl, start praying. Before you like her and start catching feelings. You know, now there's things on, there are memes that say, I don't catch feelings, I catch flight. Oh, whichever one. You will still catch one one day. <laughs> so, you know, Start praying. You will know it when this person, that this person is not the right person. You will. The Bible says you have the unction from the Holy One. You need no man to tell you. you. You will know it. So that mistake you made, I'm sure many of us have made some mistakes. You knew it when you were about to take a decision. You knew it, but you killed it. You knew it, but you ignored it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So learn to be patient. Learn to have an accountability of a local church or the leadership of a local church in those kind of relationships. Who can pray with you and probably discern something you can't discern on your own? Don't just marry anybody just like that. It's recorded that marriages are breaking in the United States of America today. Statistics is giving us those things. And people are even giving us those statistics and saying second marriages are, more, are divorcing more than even first marriages. So what's the problem? So we need to return back to the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? We need to stop rushing into anything. You are still going to live forever. You are still going to live a hundred years. That person you are trying to marry or get to know, or both of you are still going to be in the same house and you'll be tired of each other. I don't know if you know that couples who are married for 50 years, there are signs they don't want to talk to each other in a day. I don't know if you know. 
There are times they don't want to leave my space. <laughs> but that was not how it was in their first six months. I don't even know what I'm saying. How do you have parents that are married and sometimes they don't even see each other for two days and they are not bothered? They say, he's fine, he's fine. He's just fine. They will just call one time and say, hello, I just have to check on you. So I will not say, I don't check on you. <laughs> but they are doing fine. So whatever you are rushing into, your body is going to calm down. When you finally enter inside, and you know that, wow, so this is the, you know, the reason why you are rushing is because you have not coughed the person, there's no marriage, you are still thinking the person can still break up, but once you marry the person, that's all. Now, when you marry, your eyes will open. At least for the first three years or five years, you'll still be doing honeymoon, be sending us pictures on Instagram, couples love, we're done. When it's entry 20 years, you start saying, marriage is endurance. <laughs> <laughs> marriage is patience. But the first year, you know, so better be this world we live in, this social media world we live in. You see, you have to be careful. Some people just got married yesterday, they've opened YouTube channel. Hi guys, welcome back to our YouTube channel. <laughs> Wanna tell you how we met. YouTube, that's all you watch every morning. How we met story. How we just met him, we were just on the bus, and he just he just signaled to me and I was like, oh. So it was like a love at first sight. And you two are like, oh. So you two you are in the bus, you are watching around, looking for <laughs> who is going to signal to you. Nobody will signal to you. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? They just got married yesterday. The love is still shocking them. That's the people you are listening to. <laughs> I saw, let me tell you something. In this, in this same India now, they are, they, are, they are still students. Let me tell you this, guys. Uh, it's not a good story. They are students. They are still dating. You know, some people, they have dated now. They've had children. And they have YouTube channel. And they are giving you tips on how you can survive. They are not yet married, though. But they are giving you tips on how you can enjoy your girlfriend. Ha! And you've been engaged for six years. Now, wait. These guys... They were still, I think, in maybe their senior year or maybe their sophomore year in school. They dated. I followed. I wanted to see where this relationship was. You know, you, you, it's, you, it's normal for human beings. I wanted to see where this relationship was leading to. Every day on Instagram, hey, my man, get you a man. So the girl will be like, get you a man. Who can guy buy you this? Valentine's Day. Oh, my Lord, oh my God. I don't know if you know this. There's kind of a heat pressure on Valentine's Day. In fact, I was in Walmart in New York. I, I went to, I don't know, I think I was hungry that, that day. I went to, to get some groceries and probably make some food to eat. And I noticed every guy was standing on the line with a flower. Ha! So it looks like as a guy on the line, People were even checking my hand. I'm here in my basket. It's just <laughs> fruit that is inside. Everybody was checking my hand. Those that were around me in the line were checking my because everybody held their flower like this with certain notes and what's my own? I'm a Nigerian. What's my own flower? <laughs> now, guess what? These guys, I followed. I, I it's not a good thing, but I followed this relationship. I wanted to see. 
Because people don't know how to be calm down. So, every day, my man. And it's like, when people enter a relationship, it's like their brain is just suspended. Like something, it's like some, they can't think straight again. Everything is my man. Me and my, me and my, I'm going to gym with my man. I'm going for, there must, every week there must be a dinner date. We must open a TikTok channel. You and A. Our love story. Follow the episode. That's what is trending today, and that's what is giving people views. So there is no way, as I'm talking now, you will not have watched one YouTube channel. In fact, some of you that I'm listening to me now, you have one favorite YouTuber who just got married three years ago. <laughs> now, I follow these guys. Every day on Snapchat, every day on Instagram, every day, my man, my man, even the guy too, my woman, my woman. Ah, okay. They just, I think they started doing um, advice, tips on how to undo your relationship. Six months relationship. Six months. They were dating in college. Okay. We were listening. So I would click anytime. They, you know, Instagram would give you a notification. This person has gone live. They were always going live. Every small thing, live video. Hey, guys, this is my man. <laughs> then... They opened a YouTube channel. Started giving us tips. Our vlog. How get ready with us. You know, DWRM. Get ready with me. <laughs> Day one. Vlog one. How we get ready, prepare ourselves for school. They brush. She brushed his teeth. She, he brushed her teeth. <laughs> Different stories. My brother and sister. The YouTube channel does not exist again. <laughs> she has a child. It's not for the man. Ah. All we just knew was, I just knew that she just went quiet. She just went quiet. I just, I started looking for, I just noticed that, I, I think one day I was just, you know, you're just bored. I was just trying to check my phone. Where is this person I used to see my man, my man? I've not seen it. Let me even go and follow up. I just noticed that, ah, there is nothing again. No. The next thing is there was not another man. So this other man, she did not really show this other man very well. She couldn't. But she, the fact that she was not even shy to still show us this new man. Now she has child now. That same new man is still not the man. She has a child. She had to relocate out of Indiana. And the... My man, my man, the new man, I don't think they own the child. So why, why are people not patient? Why? Are you getting what I'm saying? Why? You just got married three years ago. You're opening a YouTube channel. The love is still fresh now. Ask people who are married 20 years. Let them tell you the story. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't build your life on those kind of things. Though. You will just live your life in fantasies. You will live your life thinking and having wishful imaginations. You will live your life in competition. Hey, these people are going on dates. We too will go on dates. And you know it's only $50 that is your account. Then you start doing overnight shift. Because you want to please your partner so that you can be going on dates every week. And because of that, you will not come to church again. Because you have to make money. 
Yes. You would, the friends you have before who are your supernatural friends, who you people pray together, you just be giving them excuse next week, next week. Don't worry, next week. I'll be available next week. I'll be the next week will come. Ah, you should have told me. Ah, you know, but you, ah, you didn't tell me your time. Next week, next week, next week. The next week again, ah, I picked a shift. Next week, next week, next week. The next week will come. The person will come. Okay, I'll just follow. I'll not follow you. But I will not stay long. I will stay long. That's the what, what that is backsliding. How you getting what I'm saying? So let's be patient. Tell your neighbor, say be very patient. <coughs> also with your friends. So as you start growing your friendship, also now, this is outside romantic relationship. As you start growing your friendships. Be patient. Your friend is not always going to be perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are not perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? If, if Peter still denied Jesus, I used to tell you that there's going to be flaws. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows you will be patient also with your friend. You both will grow together. You both will, will be studying together, be praying together, right? Be patient. Also, with romantic relationship, don't just go and fall in love. You are falling in love with somebody that is not as fervent as you are. You are on your road to backsliding. The person does not go to church. He's a Christian. He, he tells you he's a Christian. You know even by his name. His name is Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go to church. Or Matthew. The first book in the... <laughs> I just <laughs> now, you know, be patient. Before you catch feeling, be guiding your feeling. Dodge it. If it, there's a way to dodge it, eh, as the person bringing, eh, don't come here to, <laughs> you know. Have you people have started? I'm going to teach on this a lot next year. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm going to. We're going to probably have another series on this next year. Be patient. Don't, because a believer knows it when he's making a mistake. He does. He just ignored the voice. He just ignored the leading. He knew it when he was taking that decision. He knew it. So everyone who has fallen into a wrong hand knew it. I just told you my story. I knew it that I was moving with the wrong company. I knew there was a the right company. But I followed my, my lust. Are you getting what I'm saying? So be patient. So things, so it's some important truth is identify a friend, right? Know how to identify the person. Know how to choose the person. Number two, so very quickly, partner with your friends. Partner with your friends. We saw Aquila and Priscilla, right? They partnered in ministry and they also partnered in natural work. So a friend is a partner and partnership defines friendship. Partnership means you are willing to help and make sacrifices for your friend. You can make sacrifices for your friend. Don't go and watch acrimony where people, someone makes sacrifices for the friend and you start feeling uncomfortable. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't allow the word shape your thinking. Allow the scriptures, the word of the God, the word of God shape your view. So, 
record that a friend is someone you are in constant communication with. Also, there is this trend of online friends also. And I mean, if you know what I'm talking about now, there's online, everybody is as different people, you've never met them before and they're your friends. And online friends is one that the believer ought not to allow raw partnership with us because um, <coughs> online friendship somehow does not really have a commitment to it. Now, am I against it? Obviously, no. You can be closer, you can even be closer to people you communicate. I wonder if you know that you can be closer to people you communicate with online than even somebody sleeping in your room, right? Now, we're going to discuss this much later, but because friendship requires some kind of commitment and it involves sacrifices. What kind of sacrifices do you make for your friends? What kind of sacrifices, what kind of commitment? So true friendship requires constant and contact and all constant contact actually and communications like i told you don't have a friend with somebody you can't communicate with somebody you cannot tell the truth i told you the story of my friend last year, last week when i heard the story of a particular man of god and he first insulted me right you guys remember the story he first insulted me but told me the truth don't have a friend that you can't be in contact with so friends are those who share our lives, who we share our lives with. And this comes with a lot of risk. It's risky. You're going to feel, oh my God, I'm, I'm opening up too much. I don't know if you kind of have, some of you can have trust issues probably because of your experiences, all of those things. They were like, oh, I don't want to open too much. I don't want to commit to myself too much to this friendship. I don't want to do it. It involves a lot of risks, actually. But when you are a kind friend who asks for things or when you are the kind of friend who asks for things ceaselessly and give nothing in return, then the friendship is one-sided. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're always asking for things. It's just like the, the example I've been giving. You know that that person went all the way for your birthday. Uh, there should be a sense of gratitude. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even if it is not the person's birthday, you're going to reciprocate something. I mean, there should be... It shouldn't be one-sided. It should be that I'm the giver, you are always the receiver. Are you getting what I'm saying? It should be two-sided where we are both giving things to one another. You know, I, it's just like uh, I have a friend. I was talking about a particular material. And the person said, I'm going to buy you this. And I'm like, oh, wow, thank you. I got a material and I texted the person, uh, can I get you this? They said, oh, I've been working for this. We're, we're, going to, we're both going to share things together. That way. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it doesn't have to be one-sided. Even also in your romantic relationship. Don't always be, it's the guy that must give me everything. You can make the initiative as a woman. And don't let me also say the woman, because there are some women who always give, and the guys always receive it. Uh, so it's two-sided. Are you getting what I'm saying? I don't want to... Before Brahmachi say I'm selfish. So your, your partnership with your friend ought to be symbiotic. That is, you both are reciprocating things. Are you get, not that you have to go all the way. Your friend also must understand you don't have the means. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why you should not be in, in, in friends with somebody who does not understand. Who expects that because you have a thousand dollars and you can afford the birthday for me. Me, I don't have a thousand dollars. My money is for ministry. So if you afford the thousand dollars for me for my birthday, I'm sorry. <laughs> you get what I, mean? I will reciprocate it somehow, but it can't be a birthday. I can't afford. I cannot afford it. And you get what I'm saying. Your friend must be able to understand, and you too must be able to understand 
that, okay, this is the certain conditions and all of those things. And that is where values and communication matters. Are you getting what I'm saying? It matters a lot. You know, uh, there are friends that I have. I remember there was a friend of mine who the Lord, go, go, the Lord, um, the Lord, he had a leaning to move to another city to, to be established in the work of ministry and all of those things. And I told him, I said, he said he didn't have the means and all of those. I told him, I said, I'll foot your bill every month. I can afford that. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he too, can, he too has made sacrifices for me. That is what me can afford. And it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary sacrifices he has made for me, but he has gone all the way for me too before. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it doesn't necessarily, so you have to wait because you are mature that you must also be sensible. Does it make sense? So it has to be symbiotic. Tell your neighbor, say it has to be symbiotic. Mm. So it's therefore important for us to recall that at every point of our friend, we ask, what kind of friend are you? What kind of friend are you? You have to ask those things. Are you a good friend? What's your relationships? How often do you do well to this kind of people? And you must be very grateful. Learn how to say thank you. Are you getting one of them? Learn how to say, I am sorry. Don't allow ego and pride get into the way. Does that make sense? Pride, ego, strife are one of the ways the devil take, off, take us off. Supernatural relationship he has planted us. I'm right, I'm right. Uh, okay, we are sorry, I'm so sorry. Learn to let go of issues. Don't always have to allow your point um, win. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, I'm sorry. We'll talk about this later when things are more capsized. Let's 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 discuss something else. Do you get it? And watch your conversations. It could just even be World Cup. It could just be Messi. Messi is better than Ronaldo. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Manchester United is the best club. Definitely. Uh, it's the best club. I'm, I still have the pulpit. So. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. So, I mean, you could start from those conversations and people have arguing and arguing. Just cut it. Okay, I agree, I agree. But I will never agree that Chelsea is the best club for me. God forbid. But you can just say, I agree, okay, you know. But you guys can watch those things. Does it make sense? You guys can watch it. And uh, so, as a believer, choose to be a good friend, right? Say, I choose to be a good friend. So you to be a good friend. So what's your relationship? What do you do? What are you not doing? Are you getting what I'm saying? What are we talking about? Is our relationship going the right direction? Is our friendship going the right direction? What is the bulk of our conversations all the time? Are they conversations that stay up, stay us up? Are you getting what I'm saying? Are they conversations that that are profitable and, and good? Those are things to watch for. Because um, if you read, um, you see example of good friends uh, in... Um, in Luke 5, let's, let's look at that. Let's quickly, quickly, quickly. I just have one more point and we'll be out of here. I'm sorry, have I taken your time? I have, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bro, Olimo is happy, but I'm sure you are not happy. But Olimo is the one that planned this. He said I should, do you, know, do you know what he said? He said I should be teaching you people for like five hours. I should just, every day, like I should just, I should not stop. I'm sure you people are thinking, No! <laughs> Maybe it's what is going to maybe what he said is going to come to pass someday. So I say why? The, your, the Bible says the word of God is the food of the believer. Don't you want to eat your food? Ah, why are you saying no, bro? But Matthew, why are you looking at me like that? What's my business? Don't you want to eat the word? Are you not a believer? 
Ah, all right. I'm just joking. All right, look at Matthew five verse seventeen. Matthew, Luke, not Matthew. Luke five verse seventeen. It says, "And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, and they come out every town from Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to you." Look at it in verse eighteen. And behold, men brought in bed of a man that was taken with him of palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and lay him before him. And when they could not find their way, they might bring him because of the multitude. Look at what they did. Look at good friends. They, they, they are taking their friend to go and meet Jesus, right? So that Jesus will heal the person. Because they saw that they could not do it. Look at how friends went all their way. In verse 19, he said, when they could not find a way that they might bring him in because of the multitude. They went on the rooftop. They went to lift the roof. <laughs> they went on the roof and let him come down through the tiling that is couched into the midst of Jesus. Ah! You know, that's, that alone is, look at what Jesus said. And he saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith and he said, man, that sins are forgiven. D. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason and say, who is this man that speaking of these things and all of that God alone? And Jesus perceived in their hearts and he answering and says, what reason in your heart? In verse 23, he says, which is easier, that sins are forgiven, you rise up and walk. Look at verse 24. He says that ye may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins and that uh, and they said to the sick of the pastor, they said, Arise and take that couch and go that way. Look at verse 25. It says, And immediately he rose up before them, and they took him where he was laid and departed on their own, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and glorified God. And they were filled with fear and with sin strengthened to them. So, as believers, we ought to get into friendship that will get the best out of them. Should we give and bless? So, they went all the way just to see that their friend was healed. Are you seeing me? So imagine your friend is is not feeling fine, is not doing good. How do we re, how do we react to those kind of things, right? You know, we can go all the way, right? We can. We can. So the last one, and we'll, we'll end it here. So we said number one is what? Number one. Number two. Number three. Be an encourager. A friend is someone who encourages you. And this encouragement is not about making you feel good. Friends do not just tell you to follow your desires blindly. Neither do they lie, lie to you or pacify you. But they encourage you. As believers, we ought to keep friends who encourage us to follow God's plans for our life. We ought to keep friends who will tell us when we are derailing from God's plan for our lives. And Paul knew what God has told Timothy. He kept reminding Timothy. In 1 Timothy 1 verse 18, he says, I charge you unto this, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies, that thou mightest war a good warfare. So a friend should remind you and say, you said you were going to preach the gospel yesterday. Why did you not do it? Okay, you did it today. Oh, how many souls was one? Glory to God. I mean, we can even go together. That's encouraging. You said you were going to go to that. You were going to listen to that someone. How far have you gone? Are you getting what I'm saying? You said you were going to do your project, your assignment. You have finance coming in. Have you done it? Why were you sleeping? You know you can seize the phone of your friend. <laughs> you know some people's phone needs to be seized. Hey, give me your phone. I'm not giving you this one till you finish your project. You know, that's a good friend. I remember when I was much younger, when we used to go to like a camp meeting to pray. I have a friend. She's still very fervent for the Lord. She used to wake me up. Like, hey, why are you sleeping? Wake up! She will almost pour out on me. I'm like, ah, life is not that difficult. But she helped my life. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Second Timothy 1 verse 6. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. I, it says, I put thee, remembrance that thou tear up the gift of God, which is put in thee by the laying on of my hands. Paul was reminding Timothy. So you must have friends who keep you in check. Are you getting what I'm saying? Have friends who keep you in check. Have friends who help you stay on course for our life. Let me tell you, you cannot do it alone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need the right people around your life. You cannot do it alone. You cannot go in life journey alone. God did not design it that way. Every step of the way, God has designed men to be with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even as a preacher, I can't preach on my own. I need a team. Are you getting what I'm saying? I need people. I need people to also hear me. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is it. We can't do it on our own. No one can. You need men in your life. Hallelujah. So, we, we, you know, we, we, we can pray about that. And So, in reality, a believer, <coughs> your friends are people who stay in God's will for their life. So, you can identify a friend, right? You can partner with your friends. And you can do what? Be an encourager. How about we just pray for our relationships? Let's just pray. That, that's... Let's just pray for our friends. Let's, let's be on our feet. Hold somebody's hands and let's just pray a couple of minutes for our friends, our relationship as we progress into the new year that we don't miss it, right? We don't meet the wrong people, right? Let's just pray the Holy Ghost. Hold somebody's hand beside you. Let's just, let's just pray the Holy Ghost about that. Let's, let's do that quickly. Let's do that. Lift your voice and let's pray. <laughs>